Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. What's up, guys? Today we're going to go over lymphedema, specifically when lymphedema happens post-radical mastectomy. So this is just another type of lymphedema. So this is like the anatomy associated with this is going to be the lymphatic vessels in the upper extremities, the axillary lymph nodes, because that's the part that's usually removed when you have a radical mastectomy. You'll remove a lot of the breast tissue and then go up into the closest node, which ends up being the axillary node, just to make sure that they're getting all the cancer and making sure that it's not going to spread any farther. Because most of the time, if it's like advancing into stage like three it's going into the adjacent lymph nodes and so you're going to want to get rid of that um muscles in the upper extremity are going to be important because you want to use the muscle pumps in the upper extremity to uh to move the lymph around and then the immune system is going to be what is hanging out inside of the lymph vessels so understanding that there's going to be an impact to the immune system when you do have a radical mastectomy because you're taking out their home which is the lymph nodes So let's talk about the etiology. So I have this picture here that kind of shows what all they're removing. So it's kind of fuzzy in some parts, but you can see there's little like white parts and stuff like that. If you want to like look at this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on a podcast. Um, But what you can see is that they're going to remove all the breast tissue and then they're going to go up into the adjacent lymph nodes in the axilla. And so that's why they have this big like long scar that goes all the way up into the armpit. And so this is just to make sure that they get everything and it's better to not have a boob than to have cancer. That's pretty much the thought process of this. So it's surgical removal of the axillary lymph nodes alongside breast tissue due to the diagnosis of breast cancer. And this will be like, if they're talking about a radical mastectomy, that's this procedure that they're talking about. Um, Radical mastectomy means that they're also removing the lymph nodes. Removal of this section of the lymph nodes and tissue is going to be the most common cause of upper extremity lymphedema. So if somebody has upper extremity lymphedema and they are female and they're like around the age of like the normal age range for like people getting cancer, um, like in their like mid 40s to 60s, it can happen at any point. But understanding that it's probably because they have a history of cancer. So making sure to do a thorough chart review on that. Um, and so you're going to see that the lymph vessels, because they're either cut, damaged, or removed, this is going to result in the inability for the lymph to drain from the upper extremity back into the, um, the bigger lymph nodes that are within the thorax and the chest area. So they're unable to drain the lymph, um, out of the arm because they don't have the axillary lymph nodes anymore. And so what happens is like, there's nowhere for it to drain. So it just gets, I think of it as it gets clogged, like a drain gets clogged. And so what happens is in the upper extremity, it'll just start to swell. And so that's where the lymphedema is going to come from. And this causes a backflow of lymph. So remember lymph is just like extra cellular matrix, like fluid with like bunch of proteins in it. It's just going to like get stagnant. It's going to get stuck there. And because it gets stuck and stagnant and it can't go anywhere, can't move. That's what's going to result in lymphedema. So what does it look like? Um, So it's going to look like we have the four stages of lymphedema. Um, So zero being no visible swelling, one being pitting edema on the affected side, two being uh, fibrous changes in the tissue, which is going to result in um, 
like uh decrease like a positive stemmer sign they can't pull the skin off the back of their hand um, it's also going to result in uh they can't drain it anymore once it gets to stage two it's irreversible stage one can be reversed so we want to keep them in stage one then stage three is that like elephantiasis where you have the extreme fibrotic changes and the skin starts like it swells so much it's like folding over itself um, and it's very, very heavy and very, very hard to move. So what happens is the upper extremities will swell in a gravity dependent position. So that means the arms are down at the sides or something like that. Gravity independent is the same as saying elevated. Gravity independent is the same as saying elevated. Gravity dependent is the same as saying that the extremity is below the level of the heart. So the patient's not really going to have a lot of pain per se with this. It's more just like my arm is really freaking heavy. Like I can't move it. It's like, oh, it's stuck. Um, and so this is going to result in those muscles on that side having to work harder to lift the arm because basically it's as if you just like attached a whole water balloon to it and now they can't move. Um, so again, as I said before, with the stages of lymphedema, uh, zero is there's no visible swelling, but you do have damage to the lymph nodes and axillary like lymph vessels and everything. So they do have lymphedema. Uh, stage one is where you have the pitting edema. And then stage two and three are where you're going to have the non-pitting fibrotic changes. Um, upper extremity lymphedema is less likely to progress to stage three in comparison to lower extremity lymphedema because it's less like it's not as heavy and it's not like you can easily get your arms up out of a gravity uh, deep out of a gravity dependent position it's really hard to do that with your legs because they're always like if you're standing they're always going to be down low uh, not saying that you won't see a lot of lymphedema patients progress to stage three um, but more likely with upper extremity lymphedema we want to keep them in that stage one um, because then we can have that reversibility and decrease the swelling so how are we treating it? So patient education is like the utmost importance and the like number one thing you want to do. You can, can like get certified in like lymphedema therapy. It's pretty cool as PTAs. Most of the people I know who do lymphedema therapy are like PTAs. It's kind of wild. Um, so y'all, if you're having an interest in this, this is the main things you're going to do is patient education. So get them in a gravity independent or elevated position at night. So have them put their arm up on like a pillow or something as they sleep. So then their arms above the level of the heart. So you can use gravity to drain everything down using compression garments during the day. And sometimes even at night, um, it depends. Usually like they, the boards is going to ask you to wear them during the day. Um, and this is because when you apply these short stretch bandages, so it's going to be short stretch because they have a high working and a low resting pressure. These are just going to allow the body to keep that level of, you know, decreased swelling. Like if you wake up in the morning, let's say you had it elevated all night and you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, cool. Let me quickly get my garment on because that will keep my arm at this smaller size. So if I wait too long and have my arm down at the side, my arm's going to blow up and it's going to be super swollen. So basically the compression garments are a matter of maintaining the decreased swelling and the level of function that the patient has rather than curing the problem. You can't cure lymphedema. It's something that you're going to have to live with and manage, unfortunately. Um, but you can have very good quality of life as long as you're following all of these, you know, rules. Uh, manual lymphatic drainage can be done on themselves. So with the opposite arm. So like, let's say it's the, the right arm is affected. You can use the left arm to help move it down and everything moving it down to the lymph nodes 
and everything, wherever you like are doing it from. Um, and then continually using the upper extremity with daily tasks. So if it is on the right arm, encouraging the patient to still use that right arm to like grab things, pick things up, whatnot, because that's using the muscle pump in your arm, just like you have the muscle pump in your calf to help flush the fluid down back towards the heart also keeps function of the upper extremity. We're all about maintaining current level of function. We want to keep the arm strong. We want to keep the patient able to use the arm. So encouraging them to use that as safely as possible. Maybe not walking around carrying a knife or like gigantic pots and pans, but being able to use it as much as possible without causing any safety risk. So whatever the patient's most comfortable with, whatever they're able to do, keep doing that. Uh, physical therapy interventions is manual lymphatic drainage. This is the big one. So what you would do, let me talk about this. Pay attention at this point. Like this is the spot to pay attention. To do manual lymphatic drainage, first of all, you have the arm elevated. You are going to start at the armpit. Do not start at the fingers. You are starting at the armpit. The direction you're going to stroke is going to be towards the heart. So from a distal to proximal is where you stroke. So from distal to proximal, you're going to start at the elbow. I'm mean, not at the elbow, at the axilla, the armpit. And then you're going to work your way down to like the elbow, the forearm. And then you're going to finish in the fingers. So it's not what you would think. You don't start in the fingers. You need to start pushing the fluid at the armpit. So start at the armpit. Like if you see a question about this on the exam, start at the freaking armpit and then work your way distally. Somebody said, it's like as if you take, so stick your arm out. So you start, you're gonna pull your sleeve in. So you start at your armpit and then you pull your sleeve in like that. That's how somebody said that you do it. I don't know that that clicked for me, but whatever works for you. This is because you have to clear up the stuff that's closer to the problem before you clear up everything distally. I always think of it as there's a car accident at your, <laughs> there's a car accident in your armpit. Um, in order for traffic to keep flowing again, you're going to have to clear the accident at the armpit. So that's why you start at the armpit. So then all the traffic downstream, down the rest of the arm, can go back to normal and start flowing normally. Um, that's how I think of it. Clear up the accident so then traffic flows normal. The accident's at the armpit. Do it there. Um, upper extremity strengthening, as I said before, using the arm as much as possible. Range of motion exercises are super key. Just maintaining the available range and strength of the arm, especially post-mastectomy, because what happens is because of where that cut is. So if we look at that cut again, it goes all the way through all the pec muscles and everything. So what happens is those pec muscles get super, super tight. And what happens is this thing called cording, which is going to be where the, um, the muscle just gets super, super, super tight. So if you feel it, it's like, whoa, damn, that is really, really tight. You're going to want to make sure that you, uh, keep working on stretching those muscles and then also once you stretch them also moving the arm reduces risk of upper extremity clots upper extremity clots are not as common as lower extremity but we want to decrease them from happening because it is post-surgical with massage you're going to do a type of massage that's just going to really work on working out those cords and everything so all the like tight muscles and everything um the patient could also develop axillary web syndrome which is another complication that can be treated by massage and you're going to want to do these all as much as possible within patient tolerance to maintain mobility and decrease any sort of complications. Intermittent compression is also another thing that's a super common treatment for this. And so you'll just put the arm in an elevated position, similarly to how you would do um, the lower extremity, and you'll put the pressure up to no more than like 40 millimeters mercury max. 
um, because you're going to want to make sure that you're not um, pushing so hard that you occlude the lymph vessels. Lymph vessels collapse a lot more easily than veins, so you're going to want to make sure that you're not using a pressure that's too high. And again, if they have lymphedema, because remember before you initiate intermittent compression, you always have to take blood pressure. Do not take blood pressure in the lymphedema arm. Take it in the other arm because you're not going to get a good reading. And also just squishing the lymph vessels is going to make it really difficult for them to open back up and be able to drain later. All right, keyword. So manual lymphatic drainage starting proximal to distal, but stroking distal to proximal. So you start proximal to distal, so start at the armpit and then end at the fingers, but you're going to stroke from the, the uh, distal to the proximal. So stroke from the arm down towards the trunk. Uh, this is the most common uh, cause of upper extremity lymphedema. We're going to use the short stretch bandages in order to make sure that the patient, um, that they have the high working, low resting. So that's like the choice for any sort of lymphedema therapy to decrease the risk of swelling. Um, Put them in a gravity independent, aka elevated position to help with drainage. And then the procedure itself is because of the removal of the axillary lymph nodes. And then like if they ask like which lymph nodes are removed, that might be a question. And then this is a complication. Like this is the most common complication following breast cancer surgery, which is deemed a radical mastectomy. All right, friends, sample question. A patient recently underwent a left radical mastectomy following breast cancer diagnosis four weeks ago. So they had surgery four weeks ago. Which of the following interventions or observations would not be appropriate to perform on this patient? One, taking blood pressure in the right arm. Two, performing manual lymphatic drainage starting from the hand to the axilla. Three, application of short stretch bandages. Or four, intermittent compression of the entire upper extremity. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that. All right, guys, so the answer is performing manual lymphatic drainage starting from the hand to the axilla. Remember, I like harped it in your brains. Always start at the axilla. Do not start at the hand. Start proximally. Work your way distally. The stroking should be done distal to proximal. They will try to trip you up like that. They'll be like, how do you start? Like, where do you start working on the arm? That's the proximal to distal. They say, how do you stroke the arm distal to proximal? No matter what you're doing, if we're trying to decrease like fluid edema and stuff, it's always going to be from distal to proximal. You stroke the whole area of when you work and what you're clearing out first, that depends. But with lymphedema, start proximally, work your way distally for manual lymphatic drainage. You can take blood pressure in the right arm because this is talking about the left side. So you're good. Right side is okay. Short stretch bandages, love that. We love her. We're going to keep the short stretch around, the little shorties. We love them. Um, and then intermittent compression of the entire upper extremity, totally appropriate. You want to actually get the whole upper extremity to really decrease all the lymph. All right, guys, I hope that this was helpful in explaining a little bit about uh, lymphedema post-mastectomy, and I'll see y'all in the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.